Stansberry Show, where he already feels dead because he stayed up last night and watched that entire Indians game, and that was probably not the smartest decision he's ever made. He will pass out Vince Neal tickets for you this morning. We will do that. 8.30 will pass out those Vince Neal tickets as he plays the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there in January. We'll get you hooked up. Actually, those tickets do not go on sale until tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., but you're getting beat the box office tickets for Vince Neal. Fantone, buddy, how are you? Uh, I'm better than you are, I feel like. I uh, I decided after the first inning, I was like, you know what? A little tuckered out, about to go lay down. So uh, I did not watch the Indians game last night. If I'm going to be an uh, dude, if I'm going to be honest, you could tell in the first inning they were going to lose. Like, you could tell. Like, I remember on game one, I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to win. Like, you know, I came in the next day, and I was like, yeah, you could just see it in their eyes. Like, they didn't look like they were locked in last night. They just didn't. And, I mean, I hate to be the guy that points this out to you, but if you don't get a bad call that goes your way in game two, and they award a guy a base for hit by pitch when he wasn't hit by the pitch, you don't win game two. Um, umpire error is a part of the game, and that's something that I definitely noticed this morning. Is a lot of people are complaining about officiating. Well, the strike zone was crazy. Um, and I get that, and I understand, and like, and like I said, didn't watch the game, so I, I don't know how infuriating it was to watch. Oh, it was bad. Um, should it be the the robot referee? I don't know about that. I, I don't know if I'm ready to do that, but I, I I can tell you, as a guy who bets sports, and I did not bet this series. But as a guy who bets sports, I was sitting at Basil last night watching the first half of that game, and we were sitting in the bar, like just kind of watching it. And I was like, "Oh my god, look at Vegas getting their way right here!" <laughs> and that, like, somebody said to me, "Like, you really think so?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't know, obviously, but if you're Major League Baseball, what do you want this morning? You want the Yankees to advance. That's what you want. If you're Major League Baseball, that's what you want." You get Houston now reeling after Harvey. You get that emotional star, that emotional story built into that whole thing. Which, by the way, Houston I think is like what the top, the the ninth biggest market in the yeah, country. It's a huge city. It's, it's I, a I top ten is, market. That huge, is, yeah. So you get a huge market in in Houston. You get the biggest market in New York. If you're Major League Baseball, they love what happened last night. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, you want your bigger teams, your bigger markets, to be the teams that move. Your forward. TV ratings gonna be better. I, 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 you know, I understand that. I, I, I respect that. But at the same time, I mean, like, it felt like, oh my God, this strike zone's like in the middle of nowhere. If 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 that were the case, that MLB and NFL and the powers that be in Vegas were really putting their thumb on the scale that much, I mean, wouldn't it be premier teams that win every single year? Well, I think that that's easy logic, but if you want to get away with it forever, what do you do? Right? I mean, if it's just constantly Boston and New York, you, people are going to be like, well, wait a minute. But so- if you throw bones, because you need to make money all the way up and down the league and the league knows that. I mean, I do look. I don't. I've always said I'm not sure sports are fixed. I know men are fixed. Like, so can they get to a third baseman? Can they get to a pitcher? Yes. Do they get to the whole league? I doubt it. I don't think the baseballs are juiced. That was like another big narrative in baseball this year. Like Vegas got together with the league and like they everybody wants more home runs and so they juice the baseball. I don't buy that. Now I could be wrong, but I don't buy it. I really do think that the thoughts of fixed sports are very interesting. I don't know why I do, but I just feel like it is. Um, it felt fixed last night. And I guess that being said, like, well, how many guys would they have to get? How many third basemen would they have to get? How many umpires would they have to get over the history of the game? I mean, like, and especially over the history of sports? I mean, like, at that point, somewhere along the line, somebody's going to be like, hey, this is fixed, right? You, you just got to wonder what they get on the back end. 
Because that the logic dictates that by now somebody cracks, right? It's like the nine yeah. eleven conspiracy. Yeah. It's like, dude, if this many people are involved, sooner or later somebody cracks. And at least with the nine eleven conspiracy, you can say, yo, the government's killing people. I don't believe MLB is killing people. You know what I'm saying? Keith <laughs> yeah. Hernandez is still alive. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't think Bud Selig right, is knocking right, people off. Right. Like, I, I don't, I don't buy. I know he's not the commissioner, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, back in the day, I don't think he was like pushing third baseman down manhole covers. I, I just can't, I just can't wrap my head around people who woke up this morning feeling that games are fixed, feeling like the tribe got screwed over. And it's like, dude, if you're upset about that, like, you need to take a step back and really look at your sports watching is because, dude, you should be upset about all this. You should be upset with yourself that you've spent so many hours. How many hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, how much time and money investment have you put into, you know, and passion have you put into these teams? And if you genuinely think it's fixed, what are you still watching for? Dude, my buddy is a gambler and is convinced it's fixed. That, that and still bets. My mind. Is convinced. Now, I'm suspicious sports are fixed, but I still bet. Nobody would ever bet on WWE. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, it's not because it's fixed. Nobody's betting on, like, well, how does, you know, the Big Bang Theory end? Or how does the Game of Thrones end? Or how does that? And, like, it, it, those things are all acknowledging that they're fixed. Like, yeah, you could you could still bet on it. You don't know if John Cena's going to win that night or not. You think he will, but you thought the Indians were going to win. So I just can't. If you think sports are fixed, I don't understand how you watch sports. I, I genuinely don't. Because what else are you going to watch? I don't know. The you know what I mean? Theory? And dude, this is why sports are a thing. It's because it's a distraction from how awful our, our lives are. That's why you hate the national anthem protest as much as you do. Is because what do people say? I just want to escape, man. I just do. Sometimes I just want to watch sports, man. And much like the lottery, right? Which is like, let's give human beings hope that they'll be able to change their position in life. Which, by the way, no, you can't. No, 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 you can't. A master's degree, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like, maybe. Like, outside of that, you're not really changing your position in life all that much. But that lottery gives you hope, and, it's a, and, and it takes your mind off of the fact that your life is awful. And for maybe that day, when you buy the ticket, there's hope that you won't wake up being you tomorrow. And I think sports is very similar in the sense that, dude, it takes your mind off of the fact that, honestly, you hate your. Why is it different than a movie? Why is it different than... I, because it's connected to your city. There's sense of pride of where you're from. Like, there's no sense of pride for me in Goodfellas. Like, there's sense okay. of pride okay. in, in, in the Indians and the Browns and that kind of stuff. It's us versus you, that tribe mentality. I mean, and it, I, I, you don't believe this, but if you buy into sports being fixed, that would just seem so nil to me. Like, that would just seem so like... Well, yeah, the human being can convince themselves of anything, I, and they can... Dude, this, dude, never underestimate the power of... The, of denial. I don't have like the I don't have like pride in like in like the you know like the like the local playhouse theater or whatever like that you know what I'm saying like it's just such no, a, I don't care about it's that just either. such a weird like Which we should, it's such it's such a weird thing if if you do think sports are fixed it just it, it's strange to me um if, the fire of the manager crowd is out today of course they are dude of course they and are. like if that's just your fix I don't think you know much and I will full on admit. That my fandom for sports goes football, basketball, baseball. Baseball is probably the sport I understand. That's why I'll tweet during those games, but I keep like my opinion about what Tito's doing and that kind of stuff like to a minimum because I don't really know all that much about it. And so, like, I don't know what the best thing for a baseball manager to do is with two out, you know, two on in this moment. Do you bunt here? Do you? I don't really know. Like in football, dude, when it's fourth quarter. I can tell you what a football team should do in that moment. Like, I can kind of, like, I know that sport a little bit. 
Where baseball, I really don't. But I, I, I tweeted this out last night. I posted it on Facebook last night. And I'm going to stand by it this morning. I will take Tito in the playoffs versus whoever else the tribe would get in obscurity for the next 10 years. I mean, dude, most people last night were, t- were, were talking about, dude, like empty the team out. Like a guy said, dude, reboot the whole thing. Start over from scratch. What? And I hate this mentality. Magical season, 22 wins in a row means nothing now. Well, it means a lot to the beer vendor. It meant a lot to the nacho guy. It meant a lot to all those restaurants surrounding Progressive Field. It meant a lot to those people. It means nothing to stupid people. It means a ton, a ton to the financial end of that city. It means a ton to that city. It means nothing now. No, because you're a championship, or I didn't get a championship, so I'm going to whine. No, it means nothing to you. Like, didn't you have fun watching those games? It like, was still magical in the moment, I wasn't it? I had a it? ton of fun watching the Indians this year. Like, and that's what I'm looking for out of sports. Look at what Fantone just said. He had tons of fun watching baseball, which most of the year, most people say, is like watching paint dry. It means nothing now. It means a lot still. Ask those restaurant owners down by Progressive Field. Ask those servers. Ask those bartenders. Ask those parking valets. Ask those people what it means. It means a lot. It means nothing to you because you're a whiny crybaby that thinks you deserve a World Series every time they lace up their shoes. And you don't. I'm old enough to remember when Cleveland sports, all three of them were bad every year my entire goddamn life. And they're not right now. Two out of three ain't bad. I'm going to take it. I would sign Tito to an extension this morning. Mistakes were made. Absolutely. But he's not perfect. But tell me what the plan is. Who do you get? When you can sell me on this guy would be better than Tito and he's available and he wants this job and we can get him, then I'll hear you out. But until then, if you're just fire the manager guy, it's because you have a Twitter account and not much of an opinion behind it. I think I could be wrong. Again, you might understand baseball better than I do. A lot of the audience is going to. Mistakes were made, absolutely. But I'm not firing Tito today because I don't get a championship. But then again, I'm not an entitled baby. Right? I'm making sense. Yeah, making 100% sense. This goes to show you. You're going to be 0-6 on Sunday, but Tito Francona is the problem? Oh, yeah, dude. I I, I tweeted it out this morning. I was reading Facebook comments on the Indians, and people were saying, oh, whole season sucks, dude. It was terrible. Season sucked. I'm reading Facebook comments on the Cavaliers, and people are like, oh, LeBron sucks, dude. This team's going to suck. I'm reading Facebook comments on the Browns. Oh, Kevin Hogan, he might be the next Tom Brady. It's just, dude, mind-boggling the delusion that people put themselves I don't care if sports is fixed. Kevin Hogan (laughs) is not the next Tom Brady. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 8.30, we'll pass out a pair of Vince Neal tickets. You can check him out at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park this uh, upcoming January. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m., but you can pick them up a little early at 8.30 this morning via the program. The Stansbury Show haters are out in full force. They've been really? out. Dude, they started yesterday. This guy, Jason, on Twitter okay. was like, you don't do a show, you're a spot filler. 
And I was like, bro, with all due... And I, dude, eventually I just said to him, I was like, bro, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I have a radio show and you have a Twitter account with 33 followers. Like, so dude, like, I'm sorry if I don't take you telling me I haven't hit, hit high enough heights, like, is laughable. To me, that's laughable. And now, like, a guy is reaching out to me via Facebook and he's like, you know, all you Tribe fans are making excuses. They're a bunch of losers. They're losers. And I was like, well, Dominic, the last argument you had with me was how good Johnny Manziel was going to be. So, like, come on, winner. Give me another solid opinion, winner. Like, I'm just one of these guys, and I used to be one, and that's why I harp on this so much, is I I used to be a, they choke, Cleveland sucks. I used to be a love my own misery kind of guy. And you know what I realized? Dude, being miserable sucks. Not good. (laughs) Dude, being miserable sucks. It's awful. And so I've just decided, again, because I've been old enough now to where I've lived through, honest to God, awful Cleveland sports teams, that when they're not completely awful, to enjoy it. Just to enjoy it. I mean, you know, you can apply the Indians or the Cavaliers into this statement, but switch the situations from the Browns to the Cavs, and we'd all be, like, losing our minds, man. If the Browns made it to the Super Bowl last year and and, and made another playoff run this year, I think most people would be satisfied. And I guess expectations set your level of happiness right there. Um, But, dude, honestly, even though... LeBron and the Cavaliers did break the curse, even though the Indians have been extremely relevant for the last three years and will continue to be a, a title contender in the next coming year. Um, I still have very low expectations for Cleveland sports, and maybe that's 33 years of watching them and just being like, "Oh my God, we're the punching line, or we're the punchline again." And uh, yeah, dude, I appreciate it for what it is. These things are distractions away from the stress of your actual life, and that's why they're so popular. You know, I, can't, I to open the show. I said, you know, from your, and I always use miserable and misery. I understand most people aren't miserable. I'm just saying, uh, dude, life, well, maybe you are. <laughs> dude, life is very stressful. You got to worry about two kids and how you're going to pay for college and this and that. And that's why you get so wrapped up in, in like 22 wins. And that's why you get wrapped up in these conversations. It's because you have a very vested opinion ultimately about something that does not matter. Right. And you like taking the focus off of things that you have to really care about. Right, 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 right. That's got- all this is. That's why this. That's why the ratings are good. That's why you watch it that's what it all is i have to care that my wife lost her job i have to care that right. my kids failing science class i have to care that my boss is sweating me every day i don't really care what francisco lindor does but pretending like i do and living through him and well whatever the translator tells me what well, he did well, well, okay. right, <laughs> you, know, right. you know what i mean but that's exactly why people like this stuff is because it takes your mind off of the very real stresses of your life. And so what I think happens, Fantone, and maybe I'm way off base, is I think then what happens is your team loses, and secretly you're mad at your kid's teacher for for Common Core math, okay. and now it's Francisco Lindor's fault. Okay. And so now that's why awful, and I think that's why awful things come out on Twitter. Stupid Mexican! I think, that, I think that's why that Jeez. stuff ha- I think that's why it happened. I really do. Now, there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse to going that low, right? right? right. I, I won't give you an excuse, but that's a reason. And I think that that's why, dude, I saw all that stuff last night. I saw all of it last night on Twitter. And I just, do Cleveland sports fans, I mean, I have lived a couple other places, so I fans don't. You guys, you really do love your own misery like no other group of people I've ever met. I, th- I mean, honestly, and I, I, I pride myself as one, but as a collective, and I'm sure there's plenty of guys out there who are strong and tough Cleveland sports fans, but as a collective, dude, it, it's, it's a bunch of snowflakes. Like, just one of the most fragile groups of people that I have ever seen. I mean, it goes from, like I said, dude, it goes from the season sucked, LeBron sucks, to Kevin Hogan might be the 
the quarterback of the future. And it's just like, you guys, what 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 fantasy world do you live in? I'm gonna. I I wrote this via Twitter, and actually, my boss's boss just liked it, which is how I know it's a it's a smart point. Right? Right. This is how I know That's it's good. a smart point. That's good. The Indians made history this year. Yeah, making history always matters. It will always matter. You know why? Because the next dude, the people will be talking about can they beat the Indians' record? Can they beat the Indians' record? That always matters. What do the Browns have? Can the teams go one and fifteen like Cleveland did? Like you got to take the good where you can get it. You know what I mean? Like, you have to take the good where you can get it. And the Indians gave me the goods. They didn't make it, right? And they're not going to go to the ALCS. They're not going to the World Series. But they did win 22 straight. They had a hell of a season. And I'm, I choose, I don't know why, no other aspect of my life am I an optimist at all. No other aspect. But for some reason, you know what it is? You guys make me want to like the sports teams more. Like how much you hate on them makes me want to go. No, those are my th- th- those are my guys. I'm with my guys. I stand with my guys. How much you want to jump off the boat makes me want to be the sole guy in the boat with the oar. Give me the oar. I'm happy to be the guy with the oar. <laughs> just give me another guy on the other side so I'm not just spinning circles around in the lake. Am I in the river? Am I in the lake? What body of water is it in? But I, dude, I'm telling you, I think the tribe did all right. No, I I, I think the tribe did all right. I think that you know the fans are. They they are who they are. Like I, you guys are a bunch of snowflakes. I, mean, I really it's do. It's been applied a million different ways, but if there's one group of people that it truly applies to, man, it's Northeast Ohio sports fan. We're soft. Now I will say that Joe Klatt from Fox Sports yesterday suggested that Corey Kluber might not be a big game pitcher. He's like, if you look throughout his career in big games, he is not. It does not end up being the Corey Kluber that people see all regular season. Now I saw a lot of Indians fans. Now a lot of you watch more baseball games than I do, so maybe you might know. Is that do people are suggesting that Corey was actually really playing hurt this season, this series? I saw Scott from Waiting for Next Year tweeted that out, and he was like, "Dude, I just refuse to believe that you fall off of a cliff like that." Um, it's not like Corey Kluber forgot how to be a pitcher. Um, but maybe there's an injury there, right? And I mean, at the end of the day, dude, teams go through cold streaks. Like that's just a thing that happens, and it sucks that it happened right now. But do you buy into the 22 wins is what is what you used up your momentum too early? Do you um, buy into that? No, because you got to win the games that are in front of you. What are you supposed to do? Try to get a loss in the middle of one of those? <laughs> right. Um, no, I don't think that it's because momentum is not a a a like finite thing like momentum you can continue you can continue to build on it so like no I don't necessarily think they peaked too early um, but it it, 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 it it it's a streaky game dude it's baseball it's a long game and even in a short series even when it's five games it's a game of streaks and when you get cold and Francisco Lindor I think the only hit the dude had was 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 that grand slam and when you have Corey Kluber going out there and and, and, and pitching terribly um, these games were all anomalies for the Indian season it just sucks they happen three in a row. You know what I mean? If you said, all right, they win 102 games, they lose 60, and, and, and you know, the other five, I mean, three, you, you wouldn't think three of those games where they crapped the bed happened consecutively, but they did. Frank's got the best question ever via Twitter. He sent this in to me. He's like, Stansbury, he's like, how long would it take for the Browns to win 100 and some games? Jesus, dude. I mean, honestly. Honestly, I, I don't know how the same people today fire Dino and then tailgate Sunday. Like, I don't know how you could be that same person, how you could want to fire a manager when you over 100 games in one sport and then, like, you know, do keg stands for oh and a lifetime at the other sport. That makes no sense to me. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9.
And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Vince Neal. Tickets up for grabs 830. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need on those. Fantone, I think, summed up Cleveland social media better than anybody could. Dude, you nailed this. And the sad thing is, this wasn't like an observation by me. This was like the honest to God truth of what I saw. This isn't like me being witty or anything. This is just what happened. Yeah, nobody's expecting that, but you did nail nail this one, buddy, where he tweeted this morning, at Fantone's how you find him, at Sansbury Show's how you find me. says, I read Indians' Facebook comments. Season sucked. I read Cavs' Facebook comments. LeBron sucks. I read Brown's Facebook comments. Hogan could be the next Brady. Hogan could be the next Brady is dude, what I read. That is, dude, that sums up Northeast Ohio sports fans better than anything I've read in the last two days. The logic behind the, the Kevin Hogan could be Tom Brady. What is that logic? Lo- I'll go. be honest with you. I don't know much about Kevin Hogan. Is that Kevin Hogan, um, he was picked late in the draft. Okay. He comes from an academic school. He's smart and he's tall. That's why he could be the next Tom Brady. Okay, well, I'll tell you. Who was? He's with Tampa Bay now. He's like backing them up, but he was like the Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. He went to he went to an academic school. Tall. I believe Harvard. Smart. Not Tom Brady. He's not. Not. He's not Tom Brady. Not Tom Brady. I mean, I get like Andrew Luck went to. You know what I mean? He went to Stanford. That's an academic university. Um. So there, I understand why people want that to be a benchmark. And I think if the guy's the guy, it is a benchmark. But you, I mean, you could be tall and smart and be a horrible quarterback, though, right? I'm tall and smart, dude. There's no way I'm going out there and playing quarterback, dude. Not happening. I, I don't, Jeez. I don't know much about Kevin Hogan. I guess we're gonna find out all together though, because they're gonna start him on Sunday. And I mean, I guess you kind of have to. I mean, I don't know what you do. I, I, I feel like this is why I said. In the preseason, take it slow with Deshaun Kaiser. And remember, I was the one guy, the one, who while Hugh and the team was telling you how they were going to go slow with Kaiser, said, no, they're not. They have no other option. They have to play the kid. And sure enough, what they do, they played the kid and they Tim couched him. They Tim couched him already. Played him week one. Week one. They didn't even give him like, yo, here's six to eight games of you at least watching NFL product. And and if on the back end of the season we decide, hey, you know, we're going to throw you out there, that's fine. But you throw him out there week one? How did you not know, as the quarterback whisperer, that Kevin Hogan was better than Deshaun Kaiser to win you week one? How did you not know that? If you're such a a scout of talent, if you're such a, a, a... I don't think he's making the call. Dude, I'm telling you, I think the calls are being made from the box upstairs. I honestly think that Hugh Jackson is the def- is a lame duck coach, you, and they know it. Are, are you saying Sashi Brown's making calls, or are you saying uh, Jimmy Haslam's making uh, you calls? You pick. Okay. I don't. I don't know that about there. Like that's where the end of like my knowledge go. But I'm telling you, like, dude, he wanted Wentz, and they wouldn't let him take him. He liked Watson more than everybody else. On you know, in the front office, liked Watson. I think Hugh. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're going to fire Hugh Jackson, and I'm not sure he's really to blame. Now, they got to play better on the field, and he is to blame for that. I will agree with that. All right? No matter what the team is, make them play better than they're currently playing. I will totally 100% agree with everybody on that. Okay? But if he's not really doing anything, and and he's got no influence over roster, like, okay, like when something happens here, Right, my boss ultimately makes the call. Right, but if he involves Matt and I in that those decisions, that event or whatever it is we're going to do, 
gets better. We're going to do it no matter what. But if we're involved, the idea gets better. A little pat on the back for the Stansbury Show, boys. And, and I just feel like head coaching is going to be an extension of that, where it's like if, if you felt like you had the coach and you had 100% confidence in your coach, you want him weighing in on who to draft. You want him telling you, no, dude, that's a player right there. I know what the analytics say, but that guy's got heart and hustle and something that you can't judge on a piece of paper. And I just don't think that they view Hugh that way. I still do. I think Hugh's probably, now he'll probably end up, if he gets fired here, he'll probably go back and be an offensive coordinator and be pretty successful at it. That's going to be my guess. He's got millions of dollars, and I think there's like three years worth of free Roman burgers coming down the pipeline for him, too. So the guy's going to be fine. He'll get a job. I will do that job for that trade. Of course you will, dude. Millions of dollars and three years worth of Roman burgers? No, no, no. No millions of dollars. (laughs) Roman burgers? I, I I would do it. I would do it for that, but I think they're going to run him right out, and I'm not sure everything's his fault. I, I at some point we got to start talking about well, we have a baseball guy evaluating football players, right? I mean, I will agree 100 percent that he, and everything is not 100 percent his fault, but the they got to look better on Sunday. But the Bucks got to stop somewhere, and it's on the desk of the head coach. Like you are accountable for things, whether it's all by your doing or not. I mean, let's be real. You you, you bring us into it and, and, and the concept of our jobs. Um, yeah, we could have, you know, if we weren't in the successful position we are, if we were in third place, if we were in fifth place consecutively and the boss fired us, we'd be like, well, you didn't give us enough support. You didn't give us enough say. You didn't give us enough all these things. And what they're going to say to me is you're giving me excuses. What they're going to say is, see you, Stansberry. Well, we'll escort you out of the building right now. doesn't matter. I well, mean- I'll tell you what. I slept for about two hours last night, so if you guys want to do it, right now would be great. <laughs> Tomorrow's Friday. Right now would be fantastic. Man. This is what I'm, I'm always telling people. If you point fingers and you, you like to point fingers at people, sooner or later, people are going to look into you. And Ben Affleck found out the hard way. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. It's Rock 9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9. We also have a pair of tickets for you this morning to the House of Horrors, put on by the Ghoul Brothers up there in Akron. We'll pass those out at 9.30. First new haunt in Akron in over 30 years. That's wow. mind-boggling to me. Oh, yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll send people to that. 9.30, we'll do that. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll get into uh, whether or not LeBron's going to be ready for the start of the season. Kyrie Irving had some interesting things to say about now, now playing in Boston versus playing in Cleveland. Kyrie's getting his full-blown troll on. We'll get uh, we'll get into that eight o'clock. I know your feelings might be hurt about this, Cleveland sports fan. Just just be careful. Just be fun. you're going to be okay. You're you're a tough person. You can handle this. Don't let it. Don't let a team disrupt your entire day. You know what? This guy, dude. One of the funniest tweets I saw this morning was by this guy Jacob, and I'm not. I, somebody sent it to me, and his tweet is. Hi, my name is Jacob. I'm 25 years old, and I've allowed strangers. I've allowed 25 strangers all wearing the same shirt to make me sad again. <laughs> and I did. I thought that one was funny. That is kind of like funny. you're allowed to be disappointed in what yeah, happened. Yeah, frustrated even. Yeah. But like when people go into they suck and they're chokers and we're losers again. Like I just, I, dude, I used to be one of those guys, and I just, dude, I've just chosen that misery sucks, and I just don't want to be miserable. You're saying I, I choked in my life. I suck. I'm. I'm a loser. That's what you're really saying. You I probably did too. Yeah. Couldn't hack it at T-ball. Nope. Nope. 
Well, if Coach would have gave me a fair shot, if Coach would have gave me a fair shot junior year, I could have made it to the big leagues. Yeah, I agree. I I think that's a lot of what happens there. Absolutely. Miss anything from yesterday's show, podcasted at WRQK.com. Now, I have always said that one of the things that I tell people to be careful about with social media is I'd be careful calling out other people's actions, no matter how awful they are. All right? There's... When you look to pile on, there's a very big difference between somebody saying, hey, this is happening and we need to make people aware of it versus it's been people have made aware of it. And now I'm just going to tweet from the stoplight. Oh, my God. These actions are awful. Okay. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to make yourself look like a good person. That's yeah. exactly what you're trying to do. No matter who you are, that's what you're trying to do. Um, and your point would be better made without virtue signaling. I feel like in any case, it's hard not to do sometimes because you are expressing disgust of like, I can't believe this person did that. Um, but most times, really, what you're trying to do is say, look at me. Look at how good I am. I didn't do this. You know, there's Anthony Jones. Nick just had a, a really good stand-up special, and he said, you know, about the, the hurricanes, he said, you know, hearts and prayers, when people tweet that, he's like, really what you're saying is, this tragedy was awful, but don't forget about me today. And that's exactly what it is you are doing. And that's why I thought it was so funny. But I've told people, like, be careful about pointing fingers. My mom used to say to me when I was a kid all the time, Daniel, when you point a finger, there's what, three of them pointing right back at you? Right? Why is there? And so, yeah, my mom it was like... <laughs> she also said, Stansbury, you're a fat idiot. Get out of here. I hate you. But. Well, that was wise, too. I mean, she was right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like how it your mom was, calls you Stansbury. <laughs> it was hurtful. You know what I mean? But she was right about it. But she used to say that to you know my brother and I all the time when we were kids. Point a finger, three are pointing right back at you. Okay. And Ben Affleck found this out the hard way yesterday. Because, and there was, and people were right about it. There was hypocrisy going on in this Harvey Weinstein set sexual, you know, uh, you know, harassment and rape case thing that was going on is that it was out for like three days in Hollywood and nobody said a word. Like nobody on the left said a word. If had this been going on in somewhere else in like a congressman's office from a Republican from Alabama, they would have been all over it and nobody wanted to talk about it because it was their own livelihood. There is hypocrisy there, right? Yeah. And so I and I'll totally agree with you. As a left leaning person, that is totally one hundred percent accurate and true. That happened, right? But then it did kind of break wide open, and then like five, six days later, everybody's kind of like jumping up and down on Harvey Weinstein. And if you don't know, Harvey kind of like, and his brother kind of started Miramax, and they have the Weinstein Company. Now, he's now been ousted, and I believe the cops had to be sent to his house. He was put on suicide watch because of all this stuff. His wife has now left him now, which I would imagine is probably the smart move if you're Um, Yeah, he. Uh, I guess he was in a fight with his daughter in the streets last night, and that's why, you know, cops oh, geez, came I didn't even of hear that. that. Yeah, suicide attempts, you've got, you know, just, I mean, and, and you know. your life would be falling apart. Some people are going to say rightfully so and probably appropriately there, but like... Yeah, I don't feel bad for his life falling apart. I don't feel bad. Your life is falling apart because of things you did. Like, I I, I can't necessarily feel awful about that. And then, like, Terry Crews kind of came out and said, yeah, I had a male, like, you know, Hollywood person, like, you know, attack me. And Rob Schneider's now saying he was sexually harassed by a director. Um, As far as it goes with, like, Terry Crews, and I guess I thought the same thing about, like, Angelina Jolie and Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, were the two women or two of the women, Ashley Judd, I think, was another one who came forth and said. Something. Well, I know it was Paltrow because uh, uh, I guess Brad Pitt said he was going to give him like like a Louisiana ass whooping or something like that. Now, as as it goes with like those women, 
I would just feel like as one of those women, like I've reached a certain level. This isn't going to happen to me anymore. Now, I guess women are always going to be possible, possible prey. You're talking about five, six million dollars a movie role, though. What? Like, I understand the, how people get to the point where they're like, you know what? I'm not doing that. The power of Angelina Jolie, the celebrity of her. I'm sure she did feel a little bit invincible. But you as a woman, you could always be victimized. I feel like Terry Crews, maybe not as successful as Angelina Jolie, but still a very successful actor. Well, women kept saying yesterday, if it can happen to a man that size, it's I mean, happening to a women. large African-American right. male, like who, I mean, and that's a true. giant man, like literally a giant. And, and if, that, if it can happen to him, why couldn't it happen to anyone else? So now you're starting to see the fallout because Ben Affleck was one of these people that was like, you know what? I'm going to tweet about this and talk about how awful it was. And Ben Affleck had known Harvey Weinstein really well, made a lot of his money off of Miramax movies. Um, Yeah, I think uh, Goodwill Hunting was like kind of, that was a Harvey Weinstein heavily related project. I was going to say, wasn't that like one of the movies? And I know like Kevin Smith was like a big Miramax guy mm-hmm. and he... But I think it was like those, and those, which by the way, they all worked together early on. I think it was like really those projects that made Miramax what it ended up becoming is the big studio and that whole thing. Is I believe Affleck was very instrumental in all that. And so he tweeted out, you know, I, I am going to paraphrase, you know, I, he used all the right words, awful and disgusting and all this stuff, right? Well, then now women are starting to come out and say, well, wait a minute, Ben Affleck, you groped me on TV. There's video of it on YouTube. And sure enough, there is. He was on TRL, and he actually tells the woman during one part of the interview to take her, and I'm not even allowed to use the word on the radio, but essentially take your boobs out, right? And then he grabs one of them. And then another woman then tweeted out yesterday, you know what? I also want an apology from Ben Affleck who grabbed my ass at a Golden Globes party in 2004 or like some, I, again, I'm paraphrasing these things, but it's like women now are starting to come out and now his career's in jeopardy. Well, and yeah, right. And I don't, again, that's fine. Right. That's I mean, welcome that's, to the way of the world, actions, bro. Like, Wait, but this is what I'm always telling people. Be careful about piling on. Now you may have not sexually harassed somebody. Okay, because I know what you're thinking. Well, I don't sexually harass people. What do I care if I pile? But you've done something bad. You have. And that's why you got to be careful about piling on on stuff. If you point a finger, three are pointing back at you. And eventually people are going to they're going to want to Carl Monday your ass. Like, look at you trying to pretend you're all high and mighty. What's the dirt on you? Because here's what I know. If you're a human being, there's dirt on you. If you're a successful human being, there's definitely dirt on you. Yeah, I mean, you've got something in the closet. But at the same time, I mean, I don't feel like I have anything in my closet that's like that. You no, know what I'm saying? That's a malicious, like, but I'm, victimizing I'm saying, somebody. Like, I think a lot of people forget about some of the things that they've done in their life. I think a lot of the people who have done awful things were probably on alcohol or drugs while doing them. Maybe you have cleaned your life up and you forgot. But if you're Ben Affleck, you knew you've done things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, you gotta be... Dude, Twitter is a double-edged sword. And you, you, you gotta really, be careful. You really have to, if you're going to be a person who's standing on the... or sitting on the high horse and looking down their nose at people, um, at the very least... Do your laundry before you climb up there. I mean, like, it'd be one thing if, you know, this happened in 2004. It'd be one thing if in 2014 Ben Affleck came out and said, you know, hey, I've been through some terrible places. You know, I had an alcohol problem. I was inappropriate and he with did. multiple different women. Yeah. And, like, if you come out and you are the one who speaks that, that's one thing. But I saw somebody tweet this, and, like, I think it kind of rings true here, was that, you know, the Weinstein Company didn't fire Harvey because they found out about this sexual harassment. Not at all. They fired the, him because we found out that, about that's it. That's exactly, that's totally 100% true. This is how it works. And this is what I'm always saying. This is the, it, That's part of the fake morality that enters this country. 
I I get that it's, and I I get why it happens because it's easy to stand up and say, well, you shouldn't do that. Right. But at the end of the day, this is what I'm always saying about this stuff. Any one human being's got about three things that you can really care about. Outside of that, you got two kids. You're trying to figure out college educations and like you know football and soccer practice, this and that. You got about enough energy in the day to care about three things outside of what happens inside the walls of your home. But we now pretend because we have Twitter that we care about all of these things and we all put on like this fake front online and it's like these dude hollywood guys are scumbags hollywood women are scumbags it's one of those industries where it's just kind of built like dude elijah wood was on this 15 years ago telling people there's pedophile rings in here you know what people did they they made movies bigger that year after that like the dude the box offices got bigger it's like i, I just this Harvey thing was terrible. It's awful. But if you're Ben Affleck, what are you piping up for, dude, when you know you've done this? That's why, dude, you got to be careful pointing fingers because sooner or later somebody's going to be on the other side and they're going to want to bring you down and you've done something that will bring you down. If you're a human being and you're alive, you've done something that that ultimately, if we put it in the sunlight of everyone, they would consider, oh, that's awful. Don't let them make any money. Believe me, you have something in your life that you've done. We'll be, back. we'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You got Sansbury here for the Wiggum Auto Family. Right now at the Wiggum Auto Family, they are offering you crap. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, 830. We'll send you to see Vince Neal up at the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. You know, I've been saying this to Fantone all morning, and I find it to be very, very strange. Like, where's all the California hashtags? Where's all the prayers for California? Like, dude, like 25 people died in those fires, and nobody's talking about it. And they're still going on. It's not like it's over at this point. It's, I mean, it's... I, I mean, now I get, like, nobody's talking about it, and you'll be able to show me, like, five articles from a news station. I'm saying, dude, like, normally... Like, it's not trending. Like, normally when something like... Dude, also, another story that got, got buried was an officer was shot at Texas Tech. Normally, do when a cop gets shot, that's one of those things in this country where everybody kind of stops. It's like, oh, my God, what? look what happened. And that got like swept underneath the rug. A lot of, a lot of NFL. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, that's what it was, right? Right. I mean, like, is that what it is? I mean, it, and not to, but I, def- I definitely think that the president drawing attention and pointing at the NFL, pointing at the NFL, pointing at the NFL, at least has to be a part of that, right? Yeah, I would think, right? I mean, that's what I mean. That's what every. I mean, that is trending. It's all we've been talking about for the past two weeks. That is trending. So yeah, I would have to imagine. Maybe I'm sensitive to this because I've lived in Northern California. I've lived in Southern Oregon. I know people who have been affected by things like this. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just more sensitive to it. Dozens of Americans dead, and these are like, and I hate to be crass about this, but these are quote unquote mainland Americans. Well, I, I, I not mean, only that, but rich white Americans. Right, like Puerto Rico. Yes, those are Americans. But if you ask the average American. Like, yo, do you view Puerto Ricans as the same as you? No. Hell no, they don't. No, they don't. Hell no, they no, don't. No, I do that. Dude, I've said it a million times. Dude, if Canadians look like Mexicans, we'd have a completely different relationship with Canada. People would get mad at me when I say that. And it's because people really have a problem with truth to power. And that's what public is. It's power. I, um, I, I just, it's, it's. Alarming to me, though, and maybe, like I said, because I've lived in that region, like I've lived in wine country and I've like I've lived up there and like, you know, and I know people who are still there. Maybe that's what it is. Uh But it's like, I mean, dude, like, like, dude, 
wine country just is burned down. It's clearly gone. A part of the reason. Now, I'm surprised there isn't a little bit of like, oh my gosh, I'm a desperate housewife that drinks wine and how I drink wine because, oh my God, dude, you people on Facebook, you women on Facebook, with the, oh, dude, it's Wednesday. Oh, I'm uh. surprised there hasn't been a little bit of that. Um, but you mentioned that it's rich white people and I think the rich is the real thing to focus on there is that people think of wine country and they it's think snotty. like, no, no, snobby. Um, well, number one, like those are still American and their business owners and they're doing their thing out there. Yeah, Number two, they're CEOs of the companies you work they're at. They're not they're not out there picking those grapes by themselves. You know what I mean? Like they're not they're not the ones out doing it. That's an so, excellent point. So there are there well are done. so there are people out there who are living, you know, either a, a middle class or less of the lifestyle, but then you're talking about poor people and you're probably talking about a lot of immigrants too, and that's why it's not as important. Oh. Right? I mean, well, like, I haven't know, seen I mean, the cares? breakdown of people who lost their lives. I, you know what? I, I didn't, I forgot about that. I'm going to assume a lot of Guatemalans and a lot of Haitians are working out there in wine country, and it's like, yeah, whatever. You're not supposed to be here anyway, in my opinion. <laughs> right? He's giving you the opinion of other people, not his opinion. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm <laughs> that, you speaking know? for others there. God, that Pantone, he's a real racist, man. He's man, didn't you hear? He said he doesn't even say, he didn't even think you're a real American. Poor Regans, you're not even real. Yeah, I guess maybe I didn't think about that. Like, I didn't think about the workers. Like, I just saw some of the homes and stuff, and I was right. like, well, dude, a worker doesn't live there. Multi-million dollar houses and <laughs> stuff. I mean, right? You did not notice the small shack in, in flames behind it, but that's where the work I mean, was. I just figured when Mendocino County went up in flames that people were going to be like, uh, hmm. what are we doing here? Oh, <laughs> like, geez, dude, wow. like, somebody's going to put this out, right? Wow. This, is, this is where people go to vacation. I just it's very shocking to me about what does that and what does but it had to be the NFL thing. It had to have been that. Yeah, I mean you look at what's dominated the news cycle over the past month and I can't think of anything bigger than that and whether that's whether that is or is not right and whose fault that is and and whether that's our fault as an audience, our fault you and I as the media, um the president's fault for drawing attention to it or the NFL's fault for allowing it to happen or the answer is you know, yes. Right. The answer I mean, is yes. All over the place. Everybody's culpable in that situation, everyone. Um, you know, I always say that people blame the media, but it's like, dude, the media just gives you, you know what the media is? The media is a, is a smart organization that knows what it is you really want. It's like, it's like when people bitch about radio stations, like they do it all the time. I'm so sick of Green Day and Metallica. Ugh. And yet when we do the music testing, you know what people tell us to play? Green Day and Metallica. Like that's what, dude, it's the same exact thing. We're chicken and egging this one where it's like, well, yeah. which one was it? Is it Who's us telling you or is it right. you telling us or how's this spinning around? But somehow or another, this downward spiral as a society is certainly happening. I just thought, man, like, dude, like, and I, I don't mean to sound crass about it, but a dead cop in Texas right. and dozens of dead Americans right. and wildfires isn't enough to bump wide receivers off the front page. Like, I just, that's interesting. And that whole, now look at what a mess that whole thing was yesterday. Yesterday it was, well, the report was the NFL now says, you you know, that they're going to stand. No, the report said they should stand. And there's still going to be meetings. And now, like, you know, Trump then lied again, which, by the way, I saw a headline earlier this week that says he's, like, misled or lied, like, 1,400 times in, like, 105 days or something. Fake news stands for 1,328 times or something he's lying. Fake news. Like, now, I'm not... Not naive enough to think that Donald Trump is the first president that <laughs> the first president not, that lied not. to us. Like, come on, Obama lied plenty, Clinton lied plenty, the Bushes lied plenty. But the problem is now we have the fact checking machine. 
Like, Twitter is now so much further advanced than when Barack Obama took office. And, you know what I mean? Which, by the way, I don't even think it premiered till 09. And, like, and so, like, he, that, I remember that's when I got on it. I remember my boss, like, running into the, into the studio. There's this new thing and I want you on it immediately. And we were like, what? What, what the hell is this thing? And now in 2017, it's like, you can't live without it. But and so that's the problem. It's like, dude, yeah, there was a time in this country where you could get away being a total and utter liar in that office, but that's not the day and age it is anymore. No, not the day and age it is anymore. Um, I just don't know if necessarily those things matter anymore. I mean, when you can when you can spin truths any way that you want to, and we everyone does it, you, when you have just nothing but confirmation bias telling you what you want to hear, I, I don't know if I don't know if those things necessarily matter. I uh, wow. That's a little bit of a depressing thought there. You know what I mean? Like some stuff should always matter. You know what I mean? Like I said about the Indians, making history always matters. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm one of those. I, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with these NFL meetings because they got to do something. I think the players handled this wrong from the beginning and I think the NFL handled it way wrong in their response to it. Um, I think most of the blame goes to the NFL, honestly, dude. I mean, at this point, we can all agree that like, Okay, well, most people can agree that, all right, there's validity to your protest, but you also have to see it from the other side uh, that other people are interpreting it as disrespectful. And this is a television product. Right. And, and this is this is making for bad TV. We all have vested interests in making this a success. So how can we take all of our goals and put them together and make it a, make it happen? And honestly, it's not that hard. Yeah. It's, it's not that challenging to say, like, we as an NFL, the multi-billion dollar industry we are, we're going to put forth an initiative to improve community police relations. We're going to help out military families. We're going to do, you know, a salute to service. And, 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 and you stand for the national anthem and it's done. To me, the NFL is kind of getting what they deserve here a little bit though and you know i've gone back and forth on this a million times and people sometimes will call me like john Kerry got hit with this flip flopper which by the way you know what i want in the cabinet you know what i want in congress a bunch of flip floppers because really what that means is i once upon a time had an idea had a thought had an opinion new information got put in front of me and i and now i think differently that's what i, I like flip flopping so long because as it, that's the case if it's it, emotional intelligence is what flip flopping is if you're just flipping and flopping because of the breeze of the wind if, you, if it's like all oh, these people are cheering for this therefore i'm going to go with this i see the hypocrisy in that but you're right if new information presents itself if a certain amount of time and you has, can't has be moved by, right then, then you're an idiot right you're just as bad as a flip the the nfl's kind of getting what they like this is chickens coming home to roost here and i'll tell you why nobody in the nfl thought we're gonna make these dudes stand up for all these causes we're going to make them wear pink for this cause. We're going to make them get involved in this. We're going to make them be, you know, tools in their community to fix things. We're going to make them do this. We're going to make them be part of the United Way. We're going to and they never thought once that that a league you know, predominantly African American that sooner or later they were going to be like, dude, there's a lot of African American issues in this country right. and none right. of this stuff you're asking me to do is has anything to do with that. You didn't see this coming down the road, then honestly, then you're too dumb to run the league maybe. And I've gotten the back on Roger Goodell. I think people hate Roger Goodell because he's the guy who makes the trains run on time right. and you just think he's mean and won't let him celebrate, which by the way, the NFL lets players celebrate more than any other league there is, but whatever. 
And but like that's the narrative on Twitter is that Goodell's an idiot and he's like you know the traffic cop. But you know sometimes you need traffic cops. But how did you not see if we're going to force guys into caring about charities sooner or later? You didn't think that they were going to to bring up a harsh conversation, an uncomfortable conversation about what it's like trying to grow up in those communities when you don't run a four four forty. Like you didn't you didn't see this coming. Make it a charity that. I'm going to feel represented by. Make it something, yes, I as an NFL player are going to feel like I, I want to be a part of. I mean, of. it's a predominantly black league. It is. It's 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 ridiculous that this wasn't addressed in the offseason. And I mean, that really is, at the end of the day, like the biggest folly I've seen in this entire conversation that we've had is like, dude, how did you guys not get your arms around I want this? Diddy to buy the NFL. Did you see that? I Diddy, did see Sean that. Puffy goes, Diddy. Well, what's the story here? What's I have no on? idea. I just saw the headline that says, sell me the NFL. I was looking to read it this morning, to be honest with you. We will get into that a little later okay. on. Program because I right. want to read up on that because okay. dude, dude, Diddy's on it. Like I, right? Like, do you talk about a guy who will let you celebrate? I mean, dude, dude Diddy's dancing in the videos of artists, uh, dude, of songs he's not singing on. Diddy likes the celebration. You're getting plenty of celebrating if Diddy buys the league. That would be awesome. If you've been on Pornhub in the last year, I know everything there is to know about you. Yeah, I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kids Rock. Rock 106.9. You're a jerk. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of tickets for the House of Horrors up in Akron. The, the newest haunt in Akron. First one in, what was it, 30 years, did you say? Three decades, which is mind-boggling to me. you got to think that, you know, if you're a haunted house person, you don't want to go to the same one year after year after year after year. You already know what's going to happen. This one's brand new. 9.30, we'll pass those things out. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll look into uh, LeBron James and the Cavaliers, and Kyrie Irving had some interesting things to say about Cleveland and what it's like to be in Boston now. If you haven't heard that yet, it's going to upset you. Of course it is. We'll get into that. Well, yeah, what isn't going to upset you? You know, um, I saw this tweet, and this girl's bringing up a good point. Her name's Lisa, and she's bringing up a good point. She's like, you know, if you wish death on baseball players because your team lost... She's like, honestly, you should have your fan card revoked. And it's like, yeah, like, I, like I, you're allowed to be disappointed this morning. You're yeah. even allowed to be angry. Sure. Maybe there was there were a couple of things that didn't go your way. Yeah, the umpire lied. I agree. The strike zone was crazy last night. I would agree with all that stuff, right? But if you're wishing death on athletes because they lost a series, not even for you, but for like the team they play for, I worry about you. I I do. I think you got to look inside and be like, dude, I got to get some other stuff going on in my life. I got to get fulfilled in another way here. I have to find meaning in my life. There's no doubt about that. Um, I get it. I I understand even being like, you're bummed out today. Maybe a little less pep in your step. Okay. But like violence against somebody that you don't even know. I'm trying to think of what would have to happen for me to like for to death threat someone, like to legitimately death threat somebody. You'd have to hurt a member in my family. You'd have to kill somebody in my family. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, are you? Is, I mean, I get attacked all the time verbally and like, and you know, and via social media. So maybe I got like thicker skin. Maybe I mean, I guess. I mean, I've been in this industry a long time. I've had callers for 15 years tell me I'm an idiot. So maybe that's part of it. But I can even understand why you would say. Dude, I want to kill that that Vegas shooter. I wish I could have been the ki- the guy that killed him. I yeah, that's think, okay. I still think there's something a little bit like, well, why would you want to be that person? But still, I understand that. Or I want to kill a child molester. I want to kill like a, something like that. But but a third just, baseman, but fr- right? But Francisco Lindor is right. who you want to kill. I, I just, I I don't, I don't, okay. I just, I personally don't get that. And there was part of me last night as I was shutting the TV off. 
I was bummed out they lost. And I will admit to you, full disclosure here, right? My job's easier when Cleveland teams win. Like, if I could have came in here and they won last night, m- m- the show's 90% of it is done. Like, the first thing I thought is, all right, well, Son dude, thank God, thank God you wrote that rundown last night because, dude, this game is not going to be enough. And then you got to think, I mean, we've got a week after that because the next series comes up and right. the Indians win that and all of a sudden it's the World Series. Now I have Scott on twice a week and Munch on twice a week and, dude, things. So for right. me, my job and what, what has to happen for Fantone and I in here, like, dude, believe me, I want Cleveland teams to be winning. Like, that's, I mean, it just puts everybody in a better mood and all this stuff. But there was a little bit of me when I shut off the TV last night where I thought to myself, you're going to wake up to horrific things written down about the city, about the area, about choking, about the players. And I was like, you know what? You used to be one of these guys that would take out your anger on your local sports franchise when they would let you down. And I realized last night, like, dude, just be thankful about the fact that you're going to go to bed and be disappointed, but you're going to wake up tomorrow and your life matter, your life changes not even a little bit. Other than like content on the air, which I guess not even really. I'm just sitting here talking about the Indians right now, so I guess not even all that much. But like outside of that, my life isn't changed at all today, at all. Like I don't live and die with it. And there's something about it. Even when I lose money, I'm like, ah, eh, well, I probably shouldn't have made that bet. But ultimately, like, I'm just like, I just, I'm just, I guess I'm just happy I don't live and die by these things. And you know what I think it is, Fantone? I didn't play sports. Like, I didn't play high school baseball. I didn't play high school football. I didn't play high school basketball. So I think there's part of me that's like, yeah, I don't view what I'm looking at at the screen as like my glory days of like coming back to life. And so like maybe that's why I just don't care as much. It's partially that it is. People live vicariously through their through their dreams through sports teams. They do. Like there's no doubt about it. But I don't know. I, a part of that I'll, I'll buy into. But be living vicariously through me. But there's a part of there's a, there's another part of the audience that didn't play sports either and are still going to be that person. I guarantee you, the one person that we're thinking about who has been just insufferable through all of this, he didn't play any high school sports, and he's ready to dude. He's ready to go take a header off the Hall of Fame bridge right now. It's like, dude, why? Why, why do you care, man? You were never. Ever going to be on the Indians, Dustin? We're, we're not talking we're about not you, talking buddy. About you, Dustin. <laughs> we're not. We're not talking about I'd you, have buddy. Sacks going if we just did. just get off the bridge, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> just back off, dude. Imagine the hole in the pavement that kid would make. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't do that to you that poor that you poor shouldn't. son of a bitch. You know, what I mean, just woke up miserable and pissed about the Indians. I should not do that to him. But yeah, I guess there's just part of me that like, I, and, and I'm going to say this again. You know, you're going to hear a lot today about how 22 wins in a row doesn't matter if you don't win at all. And ultimately, yes, you are right, right? That championships mean more than winning streaks in regular seasons. I 100% agree with you. But the problem is, is that your teams have been so bad and so abysmal forever that you got to take the good where you can get it. And I'll say this, I said it earlier. Those 22 wins, you know who they matter to? The nacho guy, the parking guy, the beer vendors, like the restaurants downtown, the bartenders, the servers, the valets, all that stuff. You ask those people whether or not it mattered, and it absolutely mattered. It didn't matter to you in your life, and that's, and do which, by the way, is the most crybaby mentality I've ever seen. Well, it didn't do anything for me, so it doesn't matter. You're a baby. And honestly, if you're committing, like, if you're out there on Twitter with death threats, that's going to be the one of the next ones, by the way. So think about that. Start Googling how to delete all your old tweets, because that's going to be the next one. Should you be making death threats on Twitter? No. We're going to expose these people, and you're going to pay the price for it. 
I vote, dude. I've told people about social media. You've already made the post that's going to take you down. You just don't remember doing it. I know we're up against it, but I just want to say that if twenty-two wins didn't matter, and you're right, they really didn't. Let's be honest. The then winning the World Series wasn't well, going to do right, anything. The either. 2016 NBA championship didn't really matter either. I mean, like if that's your argument, is well, that didn't matter because it wasn't this. I mean, like, well, does any of it matter? Isn't that the thing we always said as a sports fan base was that like all I need is one before I die, and I'll be happy. I'll be grateful for the rest of my life. Well, we got our. One. One, and, and it what two years later? Right, you're, you're, two years later. <laughs> you're you're already back to feeling bad for yourself. So it's not just one before you die. You you're like every other fan base in the country, dude. You you think you deserve a title every single year? It's unrealistic, especially in today's day and age of salary caps and moving guys around and free agency, all this stuff. It's just hard to win all the time like that. Just very very difficult. Speaking of which, it might be hard for the Cavaliers to start their season out as a winner. We'll give you that next, actually, on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, wrqk.com. Missed anything yesterday? Podcast it right there. Somebody said to me, uh, you know, via the break, Stansberry, you just gotta admit, dude, they blew it. You gotta just admit it. I'm not denying that. Certainly blew and it. I told everybody when the Warriors blew that 3-1 lead, guys, we're not like a legendary sports town, dude. Karma does is a thing, I think, somehow. And I think maybe we are paying for some of those 3-1 jokes. I think we are a little bit. Um, They blew it. There's no doubt about it. They blew this series. They did not I don't blow- have to hate them over it, they, they did not blow this season, in my opinion. Like it's that's great. That's where it lies for me. It's a good statement. Yeah, you blew the series. You didn't blow the season. You didn't blow my fanhood. What? What? <laughs> what? I wish somebody with some fanhood <laughs> Yeah, I wish I had that one back. <laughs> I, uh, so let's move now to basketball. Okay. Where, you know, let's start with Kyrie. Kyrie Irving on leaving Cleveland for Boston. The quote is here. I'm really playing in a real live sports city. And I don't understand that. Like, Boston's got much more tradition of winning. Yeah. I would grant you that. Yeah. Okay? I would absolutely grant you that. But if Cleveland is anything, it's a sports city. I mean, haven't we been crapping on Cleveland sports fans for this entire show? Like, I feel Yeah, like but Boston sports fans are, are no, I don't think they're any better. Maybe it's easier to be a Boston sports fan because you have, number one, heritage, and number two, like, multiple teams that are championship contenders on a regular yeah, basis. But hasn't every African-American athlete for the last two years telling me how awful it is uh, to play in Boston? I mean, our, 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 yeah, but we're probably getting into a different part of that conversation. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, sure. It's just like, but if I'm Kyrie Irving, like, I think maybe I... I, I maybe, maybe as athletes, and we only view it from the, I guess you and I view it from the media perspective. Sometimes I forget that we are part of the media, um, but we view it mostly from the fan perspective, maybe from the athlete perspective, maybe the wishy-washiness of the Northeast Ohio sports fans, big turnoff. Maybe it's more obvious to them. Maybe it's like, damn, dude, you know, we, we took three, we took three or th- consecutive runs at an NBA championship when we won one of them. And you guys are still out here calling me a piece of crap, calling me, you know, uh, all these different things. Maybe that is, maybe that is obvious to, to athletes. Well, we're starting 
starting to see that a lot of these newer athletes have what, what a lot of people in the media call rabbit ears, meaning that they hear everything that everybody says about them. Kevin Durant's definitely oh. one of those guys. Social and, media and your boys, dude. You think your boys right. aren't looking at Twitter and looking at like finding out what people are Yo, saying? Yo, Kai, they calling right. you this. Right. I mean, What's... dude, people do that to me all the time. Like People will call me and I'll be in the middle of a nap or something in the middle of the afternoon. You know, Twitter's saying this about you. It's like, yeah, I know. Everybody says shot. everything awful about everybody. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really all that worried about it. Um, I took this as a little bit of a slap in the face. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know we don't have the history that Boston has, again, with when you got, I mean, you put the Patriots in it. Jesus. I mean, all they do is win. But like, and I get that the Boston Garden has history the way that the Q just does not. Like the, the Q's in a, a new age state, like the Garden, like the stuff that's gone down in there, the legendary matchups, like the stuff that's happened. Like, so I get it. But. I mean, Northeast, I mean, we're pretty sports crazy here. Yeah, we're passionate. If nothing else, there's no denying our passion. We either go from, uh, dude, guaranteed World Series, Team of Destiny, or it's automatically, you know, I want to kill you. So, yes, if nothing else, we are a passionate sports fan base. Um, But all that heritage, all those wins for the Bruins, all those wins for the Patriots, all those wins for the Red Sox and, and and the former Celtics, those literally mean nothing to you as a player. To a fan base, it means the world. Yes, Boston... Boston fan base versus Cleveland fan base. Yes, you guys have the prestige there. There's no question about it. But you as Kyrie Irving and and as as the 2017-2018 Boston Celtics, you have literally won nothing. You've won zero games. Not a thing yet. Actually, they say here... um I have some excerpts from this. He says, it's exciting to be back on the East Coast, said uh, Kyrie Irving, obviously growing up in New Jersey. He says, it's fast-paced, a lot different cultures, food and people. You get it all, especially in Boston. Now, you know, KYC bringing up issues like, well, you know, let's ask Michael Simon and Rocco Whalen and Jonathan oh, Sawyer. Of course, of and course. what about our neighborhoods like Slavic Village, Tremont, Ohio City? Little now, look, we can all admit that the bigger the city is, the more of a melting pot it is, and the more cultures you get and the better food and restaurants you do get. Now, I would say that... Actually, I was just telling somebody the other day, like as last night it was, as a matter of fact, when I was out to dinner with somebody, that for the size that Canton is, this place has got fantastic restaurants here, and Cleveland's got really good restaurants now. Didn't always, but like for, but it does now. Um, he says you would go to Cleveland and it would be at nighttime and things would be going on, but you just see a vast difference. Yeah, of course, dude. If you've ever been to a larger city, it's always like, damn, dude, this is really happening here. Per capita, I mean, like, I, yes, I'll agree with you. Canton's a great restaurant city, but like, if, if it's you, not New York City, right? But if you compare, if you compare, Boston's got to be a top ten market. I mean, it's it has I, to be. I, I would assume so. Um, if you compare that to a mid thirties market in Cleveland, just based on like the nightlife, I mean, yeah, dude, you've got like ten, you know three times the amount of people. In sure. There. Yeah. I mean, he says here, Boston. I'm driving in it and I'm thinking I'm playing in a real live sports city. Now that is these other two things aren't necessarily swings. This was a swing against the Cleveland fans. I do think. I guess I I don't expect not to, you know, him not to. Like I don't understand why he's so salty with the Cavs. I don't know why he's so he's so like, you know, F you guys, but I expect it, so I'm not necessarily like upset by it. I there's a little bit of me that likes it. Right, because now what we're getting from the NBA is stories. 
And the NFL is great at giving you the stories. And now the NBA is giving you some of this. And now all of a sudden, not that the game wasn't going to be big enough already, but now when these two teams face off late in the season, you got the Isaiah thing. He doesn't. He came out, had some interesting things to say about Danny Ainge. And then now you got Kyrie and this. And uh, and more importantly, though, we hear LeBron re-injured his leg again. Was it the ankle? Is that what it is? And now, like, I feel kind of bummed out about this that they're starting the season off with Boston, and they're saying he might not be ready. I'll be honest with you. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that LeBron injured his ankle, but at the end of the day, I think LeBron could go out there if he wants This to. is resting without saying you're resting, right? I think this is an F you to Kyrie. Like, dude, you're going to be so hyped for this. You think it's such a big deal. Bro, I don't care about this. This is a practice to me. You've got all of your eggs in this basket, bro. I don't even... I'll see you in, I'll see you in the summer. You have to win this game, right. and I, I don't, don't have care. to do anything. I don't even care. I got 82 practices in front of me. That's all I got. You know... An aggravated, motivated LeBron James is something to behold. It is something to behold, and and it is something to watch. I I wow! I never thought about it like that, Fantone. You're probably right. I was looking at it more like LeBron took so much heat for the resting last year. The NBA has addressed the, the resting issue, and they're going to fix it and punish guys who do it. That I thought maybe this is the team's answers, where it's like everybody knows the NBA really starts to matter. On what? Christmas Day? Yeah. Like Christmas Day is really where the NBA season gets Fair. started. And so I think that there, I thought that it was just this. It's like, well, I'll, you know, I'll have this injury and I'll just take some time off and nobody can call me a sissy because I'm resting and all that. I thought that's what it was. But you're probably right. He's probably LeBron is next level mind game guy. That's 100. just who he is. 100. I like it. There it is. And so, yeah, you're probably right there. It's probably more like, you know, a backhanded thing at Kyrie Irving. So, another big piece of news that hit yesterday was that the Boy Scouts are going to change um, some of their rules and let some other people into their group. And the world lost their mind. And I think. That you're overblowing it. And I'll explain why next on Rock 106. 106.9. And welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Vince Neal tickets, we have those. We'll pass them out shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. I saw this headline yesterday, and I knew. I knew as soon as I saw it, I was like, well, that's on the show tomorrow for sure. Because this is one of those things that's going to make people jump up and down, scream up and down and like all this awful stuff and my guess is is that most of you don't even have children who are in this. Okay. And that is the Boy Scouts of America are going to allow girls to join and earn Eagle Scout ranks. Okay. They say this is a historic shift and I already know what the other side's saying. It's got boy in the title. Right? (laughs) It's got boy in the title. Yes. I know that's the argument. I know that's the argument, and I know people are going to equate this to transgender bathroom issues, and look, we have to make all this room for everybody now. We have to do all this stuff now. I mean, nobody's transgender here, right? This no. is letting girls in. It's not like saying, like, yo, girls, if you want to be in this, you got to pretend like you're a boy. But this was like, wasn't the last thing that rocked the Boy Scouts is like whether, whether or not they were going to let gay men, like, yes. you know, I mean, yes. be, be, is it troop leader? Do I have that right? I wasn't allowed to be in the Boy Scouts when I when I was a kid. What was that, like a Halloween thing? Did your dad think it was satanic or something? No, given my history as a child, they oh, were okay. like, you know what, maybe we're not going to send you into the woods with dudes we don't know. That's fair. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair. Like, dude, you've had enough of this, so maybe not any okay. more of it. You've okay. already, you earned your child abuse badge. Let's not send you out to the woods for more of it. Hard to argue with that. Okay. <laughs> right? All right. And 
They say this decision was unanimous by the 100-year-old group's board of directors, and it was after years of requests from families and girls, and it said that the announcement prompted a largely negative reaction via social media. Everything, by the way, gets a largely negative reaction via social media. It just does. It's where you go to complain, right? And, you know, I saw guys who I like, like Ben Shapiro and guys like that yesterday saying, you know... I look forward to when men can then play women's sports in the NCAA and like that kind of stuff. And yes, there's hypocrisy and yes, there's this. But if, and I'm guessing here, I don't know the enrollment rates of Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or Eagle Scouts or whatever the hell it is because I think the whole thing's just a little weird if you ask me. So I don't know what the enrollment rates are, but it is 2017 and all my friends are married and they all have kids and not a single one of them is a Boy Scout. So my guess is, isn't this just about the fact that Maybe we don't need two of these anymore. There's only so many kids who want to be in this stuff, so let's just shove them all together so we can exist. Yeah, I mean, if we're really thinking about this, like an organization that's going to, you know, hey, put your cell phones down, kids, and we're going to learn how to tie knots. I mean, God, what on earth is anybody doing at that meeting? That sounds absolutely terrible. Do you get, I mean, do you, where do you get your badges? Is it the App Store, uh, Google Play? <laughs> like, is that how you get your badges? I, um, I, I would assume that, yeah, there's probably been a, a deterioration of enrollment. Oh, well, I'm you know. right here, by the way. The Boy Scouts of America has lost about a third of its members since the year 2000. Now stands at sure. 2.3 million. Really? Million. E- even even that seems like a lot to me. I mean, really, like that does seem like, like I said, a lot I, to me. Dude, not a single friend I know who's married and has kids, not a single one of them is in the Boy Scouts. I called a bunch of people last night to ask. And I, I don't know, maybe like you're in the Boy Scouts probably from ages... Six to ten, and then after that, it's like, dude, I am not t- going any further unless you're one of those like ultra scout nerds who is going to go up to the Eagle Scout level, which and then end up the Vegas shooter. I think by the time you do that, you're probably like 17, 18 years old, and you're still invo- involved with Boy Scouts. So I think it's very, very rare that people, and never been to prom. <laughs> I think it's very rare that those guys get up to that level. Um, and I, I mean, listen, I, I, I guess I understand the argument of. Well, when are men going to play women's sports? But it's like these girls aren't coming in here to be involved in this organization trying to take something away from men. You know what I'm saying? Like they're coming in there because I'm sure the 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 execution of the Girl Scouts versus the execution of the Boy Scouts, I'm sure there are things in Boy Scouts where it's like, damn, dude, they don't offer that to us in Girl Scouts. Like I can't be an Eagle Scout. All I can do is sell these cookies. That's the better gig. (laughs) (laughs) It's starting in 2018. The Boy Scouts are going to allow girls to join the 7 to 10-year-old Cub Scouts. That's a small community level dens. Those small communities, sorry, level dens will be single gender. And then larger packs, which are comprised of dens, will decide whether or not to include dens of each gender or not. Okay. In a program to be announced next year and projected to start in 2019, girls will follow the same, you know, um, the same system as the Boy Scouts, which are for ages 11 to 17. Today, the BSA opens a new chapter in our history with the with a unanimous vote to welcome girls to Cub through Eagle rank. Like, and again, I saw so many people tweeting about this yesterday, posting it about it, and so I started asking people. I'm like, Do you have kids? Are your kids in Boy Scouts? No, I mean, my wife and I don't have kids. Then what are you foaming at the mouth over it for? Um, I, 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 I like the idea that there will be separation there in the sense of like, it's not like, it's not like your, your seven year old daughter's going out into the woods with a pack of, you know, 10 year old boys. Like there is going to be a separation there. And if they want to, for the, you know, the big event over the, over the summer, it's like, Hey, we're all going to come together and have this. I feel like that's appropriate. I, 
Yeah, I, I will admit that there are there's some there's a few cause for concerns here. I mean, we live in the nation now where I'm afraid to send my kid to high school because his teacher's going to go down on him in the class. So like I I can only imagine what it what it's like now. Like now you're going to send little girls out to the woods with grown men like well, but and is it going to be pack mothers or de- whatever the hell they're called? You can be a you can be a father involved in girl scouts. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they don't let dads be a part of girl scouts. That's a that's a fair point. This guy says here, I don't think it's a question of girls shouldn't be in boy scouts, but why aren't boys allowed to be in girl scouts? People want girls allowed in baseball, soccer, wrestling, etc., but boys aren't allowed to play softball with the girls or volleyball with them, etc. I, th- I think the problem there there's is... There's a double standard. There is. Well, and I think the problem there is guys do, and listen, I know there's going to be some people who are like, I can't believe you said that, but... but guys are like, bigger, stronger, faster. They just are. have an athletic advantage, and like most times girls have to wrestle boys because there's not enough girls to like scout a... or to have like a field a, a girls wrestling team. I mean, that's why you don't... That's why you don't see like girls on the boys varsity team usually is because there is a girls varsity team. I think most of those problems like, why is a girl on the football team? Because, dude, there's not enough girls to make a girls football team. Not enough fans to do it either. <laughs> Be right back with more Sansbury Show and Vince Neal tickets next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. Online for WRQK.com. Pass out those uh, Vince Neal tickets here momentarily. Hang on with us. 1 800 243 7625 on the number uh, uh, that you need to call on those. Stephanie at Galaxy underscore Cat Rider on Twitter says, My oh. stepson is in Cub Scouts and we have girls in our pack. Either mother or father can go on the trips. Good to know we were talking about the Boy Scouts now going to be letting girls in, I believe, the 2018 like sign-up session. And again, I had been suspicious of this, and it turns out I was right. Like They lost a ton of members since the year 2000. Welcome to technology. More phones in kids' hands. Phantom pointed that out. It was a great observation. It's like, it's harder to reach these kids with outdoorsy stuff. It just is. Yeah, I mean, you know, 30 years ago, you just wanted to get away from your parents because it was like, dude, I, 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 I've got seven channels on TV. I, I, I hate my little brother, and I just want to go to Boy Scouts. Now that you've got, you know, the entire world streaming at your fingertips. I mean, kids aren't going to want to go tie knots. Kids aren't going to want to go like start fires with sticks. That's terrible. Let me ask you. In the Boy Scouts now, do you kneel as they're teaching you how to fold the flag, or do you stand for that? I do not like, know. I, like, I wonder what I wonder what the thing is there. I do not know. Olivia writes in also and says, I just want to let you know that Girl Scouts have a reward that is the equivalent to the Eagle Scouts. Okay. It's called the Gold Award. Now, the press release I read from the Boy Scouts said that they did not, and that was one of the reasons why they wanted to involve girls. Okay. The- so somebody got something wrong in the press release. Olivia, thank you. She says here, I absolutely got mine at 18. It's the same as the Boy Scouts Eagle Scout. So there's Olivia, who could probably kill us with like pinching us in the neck or something. I mean, I don't know because I wasn't in Scouts, but like, I have to assume there's some sort of like resentment there. You're 18 years old and still involved in like scouting. I, I maybe, dude, I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at it from like a uh, well, well, what were you, dude? Like, like, I like how guys like you and I look down our nose at it. Like 18, dude, still involved in Scouts. What were we doing? Pounding Mad Dog 2020. Right, so, right, right. Exactly <laughs> what I was doing. I gotta. Dude, you know what I mean? That strawberry banana mad dog wasn't any better oh, than Eagles. Oh, I don't know, dude. I was going, I was going to concerts. I was going, I was, I was drunk. I was having a good time. I felt like that was a great, great chapter. Of my yeah, life I just want to, you know what I mean? I just want right, to, right. I just want to get the back of yeah, virgins. Right? I was gonna say, who? Why are you why are you up for that? I don't know why. So this guy reached out to me. He says, Stansberry, I normally think you're a fat dumb idiot. Okay, but today you're a fat dumb idiot. That's a total hypocrite. Okay, and. 
Well, I guess that's possible. I mean, you know, I mean, we've all been hypocritical throughout our our, our lives, you know. I, we should all strive against it. I understand there's going to be differences of opinion and stuff, but I really do. I, I I don't like it when I'm hypocritical, and I try to make a conscious effort of like, dude, live by your standards. If you're going to draw lines, you gotta you gotta live up to that. You gotta live up to that. But this guy says to me, he's like, you know, you're one of these guys who hates participation trophies, and I do. Like I, I find them to be, I, I think that they can do, they can do more harm than good. Not that they definitely will. Okay, uh, my opinion on it is, is like as long as you're still giving the kid that won something, and like, hey, what do I care if a six year old gets a, gets a, a ribbon? And so this guy's saying to me, you know, you're letting the Indians off the hook, and you know, you're happy with the fact that they made the ALDS and that they, you know, had a pretty positive season. Because I tweeted out this morning, here's what happened. I said, I said, I tweeted out this morning, you know, the Indians made history this year. And I'm hearing people say, do not matter, you lost this. And it's like, my thing is, no, they made history. Like, words and phrases get thrown around too easily in today's society. They made history. You will never make history. Neither will I. The Indians did it. To me, that is still a really positive season. The season to me is still magical. Hashtag rally together. Right? They made and so like that's just kind of where I stand with it today. And now people are telling me this is the participation trophy, and this other guy's like, that's what losers say. I'm pissed this morning. And so I just responded back to him. I said, Jeffrey, you absolutely can be as pissed as you want. But I choose not to let sports change my outlook on life. I used to, and I choose to not do it anymore. And you know what I've noticed since then? I'm a happier person. I carry less anger and tightness in my chest, especially in a te- in a town that's done nothing but let you down for 57 years. I think it's... What do I want to say here? I think it's interesting that people look at this like, well, you're a loser because you think that. And it's like, well, Jeffrey, regardless whether the Indians won or lost, you're not going to be a winner because of that. And I really don't think Stansbury's a loser because he feels like this was a decent season. There's nothing you or he could have done to change to change the outcome of this game. No matter how pissed you get, no matter how loud you cheer, no matter no matter what you do in that in that situation, there's nothing you can do with it. So it's not an indictment on you. It's not an indictment on him. It's an indictment on the team. And I guess once again, dude, X. Expectations Plus set. the strike zone was bunk. Uh, expectations set the, the, the set the set the bar of happiness there. And if you are a person who thinks that every single year it is either championship or bust, you are going to be infinitely frustrated for the rest of your life, dude. Move to Boston. I mean, well, and how frequently do you get that? One time in the past sixty-two years for us. Well, I mean, that, that's a good point. How many dynasties are there in professional sports right now? Patriots, right? I don't know if you could say the Warriors yet because they've won two. I don't know if that's in the dynasty territory yet. Um, I mean, look how hard it is to win titles, what? especially now. Like, dude, coaches move, players move, teams move. Like, it's so hard to win championships now. It's not like when your granddad was cracking open hams in the Barca lounger. That's not the world today. I um, I, I I think that most most sports fans will have to look at it from the perspective of like. 
well, at least more, most sports fans should look at it from the perspective of contending is enough. That's when that's where my line is. Is like, all right, can, are you guys are you guys a legit threat to making a run in the playoffs? Are you a legit threat to a championship? Are you like, can you go out there and win on any given day? That's what my line is. Is like the Indians can go out there and win on any given day. Now, did they win? Th- you know, in, in three out of these last five games? No, they did not. But like, they they reached my level of. Are you good enough to go out there? Do I respect what you're doing? And that's the difference between them and the Browns. The Browns players don't even have to be in the market they play in anywhere near the AFC Championship game. As a matter of fact, most of them can start making their offseason plans right now. Right. Moses tweets in and says, the Golden State Warriors made history a few years ago, too. Fine. That's fine. If I was a fan of them, I would would love that. But I'm not a fan of them. If I was a fan of them, I I couldn't look back at that season and be like, all for nothing. All for nothing. And by the no, way, I would go back and be like, "All right, well, great. We won seventy three games, and then we lost to the greatest player maybe ever to play the sport. And then we came back and won another championship." But again, I'm not so emotionally invested in this stuff that that I go up and down with it. I used to be, and again, I maintain that this is what it is. And maybe this was just what it was for me, and maybe this isn't true of all of you. But for me, it was I was unhappy in other aspects of my life, and I vented that anger out at athletes and teams that don't really make a difference in my life. And I realized it was sooner or later, and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I making myself more angry over something I knew was going to happen? I think it's also worth noting here as we look at the Indians who made it to Game 7 of the World Series, and we all sat back a little disappointed and said, wait till next year. Um, I think this shows how hard it is to not only win a championship, but to contend for a championship multiple years in a row. And like, if you, if that doesn't increase your level of appreciation for the Cavaliers making a legit run for the past three years, people, but here's what happens two months from now, people won't remember it. And now you're all, you're only invested in that. And so if you don't get what you want exactly out of that, then they want to take their ball and go home. And you're right. Because two years ago, they won the championship and that means nothing now to yeah. most, to, to well, maybe not to most, but to a lot, a lot of, of a lot of people who are voicing their opinions right now means nothing. I just, Remember the oh, as long as Cleveland can win one, one before I die, one before I die, just give me one before I die. I'll be so happy, and then you got it, and now it doesn't matter. Patrice writes in, and she's like, you know, as a loyal listener, I was very disheartened. I was sad to hear you diss the Boy Scouts. She goes, I'm a single mom, and I appreciate that they can teach my son how to be a great man. Also, to be an Eagle Scout is very prestigious. Most doctors and lawyers hold this award. It shows that they can stick with things, and they have many skills. Yes, absolutely. All that is true. But Patrice, what I will remind you is, is that I have to be able to make jokes about somebody, right? Most doctors and lawyers. I have to be able to make, and this is what everybody has to stop taking everything so personally. Just because I make a, an off-color joke, or maybe, and I don't even think it was, actually, oh, I don't even what? think, as a matter of fact, I'm, f- I'm fighting for the Boy Scouts' rights to do whatever they want with their organization today. It's, right? Like, but I have to be able to make jokes, right? It's not always, am I saying, your kid's a moron for being in the Boy Scouts. That's what people hear, but that's not what's being said. I appreciate your input. I remember meeting you the other day, and your son. I remember all that, and, and I appreciate you being a listener. But guys, you gotta remember, I gotta be able to mess with somebody, other Otherwise, there's no show to do. Oh, sorry, Jason. There's no spot to fill. We'll be right back. Actually, you know what? Let's pass out these Vince Neal tickets. I've been telling people I'm going to do it all morning. Let's take caller 25 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. We'll send you to see Vince Neal at the Hard Rock Roxino. Be right back to start the final hour of the program next on Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of tickets for the House of Horrors. Akron's uh, first new haunt in over 30 years. We'll pass those out before the end of the program. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need. 
So former Bears and Saints coach Mike Dicka stepped in it the other day during a radio interview he was doing. And he had, I guess, caused a stir while saying there has been no oppression in the last 100 years that I know of. He said at the time, now maybe I'm not watching it as carefully as other people. Now on Wednesday, the NFL Hall of Famer, Mike Ditka, then had to apologize, offering a different take on the matter, Fantone. He says, I have absolutely absolutely seen oppression in society in the last 100 years, and I am completely intolerant of any discrimination. That was nice of whoever wrote that for him. It was very nice of that person. The interview was about the NFL and the related issues. Again, very nice of that person who wrote that statement for him. He said in a statement posted on Chicago's WGN-TV, according to the AP, Ditka had been met with some obvious uh, you know, criticism over his comments. And I think even if he's talking about the, the NFL and its football players, like the mentality that a millionaire cannot be victimized is crazy. Yeah, I mean, of, like that's crazy. I, we we talked about it earlier, where we were talking about you know you, you got Angelina Jolie, who's one of the most you know famous people on the planet, one of the most successful actresses of the past fifteen years, and she was still victimized. So like to think that you know, and to think that oppression doesn't affect people. I mean, it, this was a, just a, a ridiculous comment from Mike Ditka. Now the thing I'm going to say about this is like I didn't get too worked up about this. Because what do what do I care if Mike Didka says something? The dude literally has no other than being like a football coach. The guy has no authority. Has no which he's like, not right. I mean, like you know what I mean. But has, once upon a time, he was. It's not like it's not like he's like a leader or a representative in any sense. But the thing I will say about that is is when you're out there in a very public fashion spewing misinformation, there's going to be people out there who heard that and are like. Pfft. Told you so. Told you. Stand up, Colin Kaepernick. I told you so. Ditka knows. Well, there. I mean, there were definitely people who make the claim that that's one of the reasons ESPN moved off of Mike Ditka is because of the fact that he's a little bit more conservative, leans way right, and he doesn't fit their narrative. I also think it's about the fact that he's just kind of old, and it's TV, and like you got to be honest. Like you want pretty people on TV. If 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 ESPN is the most liberal, they don't fit their narrative, Mike Didka, we're going to fire him for not being conservative, I still stand by them. Well, why did they suspend Jameel Hill? Yeah, I, well, I, I think that's why people really have a problem with ESPN and the Jameel Hill thing is because I think ultimately they know that management agrees with her. They hung her out to do what she's doing and to do it, and now they're punishing her for it. I think that's why people are mad with ESPN is because they used Jameel Hill as a pawn, and they totally did. And, you know, again, I don't want to speak for her because it's not like we're friends, but we did. We had a conversation and, you know, I said to her without knowing her really well, I said, I think your network just made it made a huge mistake in the fact that like both you and your co-host are African-American and the show starts and it's like, oh, Black Sports Center. And I don't I think that's part of the problem. I think you're both really good sports people, you know your stuff, you're normally you know, pretty well-researched and the like, that you could have just done your show without having to be fresh parents of SportsCenter. And she kind of, without wanting to give me any answers, kind of agreed with me without agreeing with me, you know what I mean? When somebody, And I know what that's like when people come up to me and like want to talk about my management and what it would be like if they would just do what you wish they would do to make the show better for you as the viewer, the listener, and the like. So I understand what the position she was in, because a lot of times we're just nodding right. through those conversations. Okay, like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, Thank uh-huh, you. this is my life, thanks. Thank you. You know, you know what I mean? So there's some of that, and so, but I do think ESPN used her, but like, 
I don't, I, dude. This dude, Dicka meant this, and now is walking. This is what I'm always saying: is that, dude, this apology isn't real. He believes this, well, but like, how? I mean, how could you believe this? Like, honestly, to say in the past 100 years, I mean, either you're showing you're showing like in a willful ignorance, or you're showing like I think is he was using. I, I think probably my guess is, given the fact that the civil rights era was not that long 60 ago, 60 years ago, yeah, that he was using hyperbole in the number. I, I guess at that I'm point... I'm not making an argument for what he said, but I think that's probably what happened there. I guess at that point, um, when you start just randomly throwing words in there, when you just start randomly throwing hyperbole into places, don't be surprised when people misconstrue what you say. Especially, again, when things get printed. Know what you know you're what I mean? talking about. If, if people didn't hear you and they print it, like it, it's amazing. Like I always say that. like People read things with their bias in it. They can... Tone is everything in conversation. And that's why I'm so happy I do this and I'm not a writer. A, a big part of this problem is, I think, is that like this is a great example of we're just screaming at each other and nobody's really listening to the other person. A part of having any debate is you have to be willing to say that I'm wrong. And with this thing, it's like this. Someone. Right, right. At the very least, hear them. Oh, and I think, I, I think you do because once you start, once you, once you remove the option of I could be wrong here, you're no longer having a debate. You're having an argument. You're having a screaming match. You're fighting with each other, and it doesn't matter what the other person should says. be pointed out. Debate and argument are two separate words. Right. Those are different things and different. Right. So, so at this point, all we're doing is arguing with each other. And when, when, when you're willfully saying things like, "Well, there hasn't even been oppression in the past 100 years." Number one, you're not giving yourself the room to say, hey, maybe I'm possibly wrong. Number two, you're not even remotely close to being accurate. Well, the like, NFL is a perfect example of the fact that there has been some oppression in this country, obviously, since its inception of this country, given the fact that we're talking about the NFL, a predominantly black league, and there's not a black owner. Like, that doesn't prove that there's been some of this? Yeah, I think it does, kind of. I mean... Rain. I mean, I mean... Like Jim Crow laws were like we're like we're over in the sixties, guys. Like this wasn't this wasn't we can't act like this was, you know, no, my parents were alive for that. Five hundred years right. ago. We can't act like this is like, you know, well this that's ancient history that we're talking about. And more so, we can't act like Well, that's things, part of the problem though. A lot of white America does think, well, I mean we, we took the chains off. Well, like they're not slaves. Right, we're not like, so so oppression's over. I don't have one hanging in a tree, so if I'm not that racist. There is, there is a huge section of white America that does think that. But that. but like you have to look at it in the sense of like all right, so 60 years ago was the end of the Jim Crow era in the South, and it was the civil rights movement, and really, you know, I mean, it changed the country in a fundamental way. Let's not act like the 200 years prior to that, it's not like it was just like a clean slate, like, all right, and you're starting over now with equal advantage and opportunity here. Right. Like, it, see, but that's the thing, is he's not giving himself room to be like, Maybe I am wrong about this. I mean, one of the things I only will in the say, apology, right? One of the things I will say is: is there validity to people who are like, "Well, it's not always about race." Well, yeah, sure. Sometimes play the people play the card too much, or sometimes people play like the, the that's totally the true. over the overtly like I want to take care of everyone card too much. I get that, but like you can't you can't just stand on your hill and scream and expect to make any progress. This is one of the reasons why I and people knock me for it, but this is one of the reasons why I'm a big Jason Whitlock fan is because he. When the race card's played and it's warranted, he says, yeah, that's wrong. You shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. But he gets on athletes about overplaying the race card because he's like, look, dude, this is, you're turning this into the boy who cries wolf now. And if you, can, if you constantly ring this bell and it's not true, 
He's like, then then we end up losing ground, and he's absolutely right about that. And it, it, which brings up another interesting issue: the NFL is going to get together and they're going to talk about this anthem protest. They're going to talk about all this stuff. And one of the things that will never, ever, 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 ever come up in that conversation is the fact that a Seattle Seahawk was out there claiming. The Las Vegas Police Department racially profiled me. The video proves 100% without a shadow of a doubt. No, they didn't. There's been no public apology. There's been no I was wrong on this. There's been the we're still going to kneel. We're still going to do this. And, like, dude, Mike, dude, he's, like, the face of this. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody. No media outlet. No Twitter. No football writer. Nobody is holding his feet to the flame on this. While they're in the stadiums kneeling and all this stuff for real causes, absolutely. But we had a case in point of you calling out a police department and it ended up your own lawyer before you went to go sue or make it a public story told you this didn't happen. And you chose not to believe them, and you're out there still saying stuff and doing all this stuff, and that's never going to be brought up in that NFL meeting. Will never be brought up, and that's wrong too. Both sides on the sides, both sides of this are wrong in certain cases. It's like anything else, dude. If you are always on one side of something, if you are 100%, this is the side I'm on. You're wrong. It doesn't matter whether you're always on the left or you're always on the right. If you're if you're just this is what I do, this is what I do, and this is who I am. You're you're wrong. I would agree with that. I would like to see Michael Bennett walk some of that back. I would like to. I would like for that to be part of the NFL meetings next week. It will not be because it does not fit. It does not fit Twitter's narrative, and so therefore it will just die out. Nobody said they were sorry about that. Nobody. We'll be right back with more Stansberry Show. You hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got. Get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Sansbury here, morning host of Rock 106.9 and also Animal Lover. And so are my friends. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. When this show is over at 10 a.m., you can podcast it at WRQK.com. Before the end of the program, we'll get you hooked up with a pair of tickets for the House of Horrors in Akron. Akron's first new haunt in over 30 years. It's crazy to say this. But, like, haunted house season is kind of running out. I know you're like, oh, I got the whole month of October to do it. But, like, yo, we're in the middle of October right now. You got, like, two, three weekends left. Go. This year is flying by for me. Yeah, you know what we got to do, buddy? We got to figure, figure out, out our vacation. Yeah, yeah I just looked last night. My, my yeah. flight's not going to cost me $700 because I, I waited. Jeez. Right. I, know. I might not go. Maybe a Greyhound? No. You ever ever taken a bus long? Bro, I took Oh a, yeah, you moved to California. Moved to California. Good God, dude. You want to talk about the worst trip of your entire life. It's like planes, trains, and automobiles, the live version. It's all three awful. plus days in a bus, oh. man. Oh, it's terrible, man. Terrible. Honestly, at that point, I just would have stuck deodorant sticks up my nose. Like dude, <laughs> the stench of the average person. Ugh. I ended up with a bum's head in my lap on that trip. All right. I don't want to know what happened after that. <laughs> Sounds like you bought that guy's ticket for the ride is what that sounds like. Uh, if you want to voice displeasure of this program, there's a lot of ways you can do it. You mm-hmm. can tweet me at Stansbury Show. You can uh, find us on Facebook, obviously, facebook.com slash Show as well. Or at WRQK.com, there's like a listener email thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. And those go to my boss first. And then he sends me the ones he wants me to see. Never sends me any positive. Never. <laughs> Never. Never. But he, he sent me this one from this morning. Uh, Mike was mad. Says, tell that big mouth that does the boarding show that he doesn't know it all and we really don't want to hear his opinion. And then he calls me a bad name that I'm not allowed to use on Come the radio. On, Mike. Come on, Mike. Now, I don't think I know it all. 
And I have said all morning that if, if I'm anything, I'm somebody who's willing to listen to the other side of something and go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? I never really thought about it that way. You might be right on that. Like, I'm one of those. Now, what I, I, I like when people take issue with the program because I feel like that's, a, that's okay, this is, a, this is a situation where I can learn something about you, what you like and what you don't like, and maybe I can change it and we can get this thing better for you. But if you just say, tell that big mouth, like, what was my opinion that you didn't like? And I'm trying to think, yeah. like, what did we talk about all day? The Indians, mostly. It was yeah. mostly the Indians. And I've been telling people, like, dude, quit feeling sorry for yourself. Life's going to go on. You're going to be fine. It could be that. It could be. People are going to be upset that you aren't um, wallowing in, in misery with them. People are going to be upset that you are undercutting their feelings. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I don't agree with them, but I can see how they say that. All right, tomorrow you you get an Indian safe space. <laughs> you get a four-hour safe space. You ready? I, I won't undercut your feelings once. I promise. Now, I probably, this is more about, I would imagine, about the fact that I was making it sound like, and I guess I am, okay with the fact that girls are going to be in the Boy Scouts. Boys in the title! But, like, I uh, I think that's probably what his issue was, right? Or maybe possibly. the Mike Dicka thing? That's I don't know. another one. I mean, you know, it's a uh, it's a heated time that we live in, and everybody's going to voice their opinion. Um, Mike, uh, number one, you're right. Be a little bit more specific next time. I mean, I don't think either Stansberry or I or are, like, deaf to people's concerns and, and, and what you guys have to say. Um, and uh, at the same time, like, you can say like nobody wants to listen to him, but like somebody does. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean somebody's it, out there listening it, right now. Maybe even you, Mike. You were <laughs> right. I mean, that's and this is why I'm always telling people like, dude, stop with the hatred of Indians players, this and that. You know what people really think when they get attacked over stuff like that is, hmm. wow. If you could trade places with me, you would. Though. You would. <laughs> you know what I mean? You and would. so, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, all we normally think in the back of our head is scoreboard. Like, I hate to say that because I don't want to sound egotistical. But <laughs> it's not like anything in our lives are going great. But nonetheless, scoreboard. Yeah, I got you. No, I just had to pay my cell phone bill while I was taking a dump in the bathroom like, like you do at work. <laughs> you know what I mean? My life's no better or worse or whatever. But it's like if you I, I like complaints is my point. But I would like a, I'd like specifics so I can try to make this product better for you. Yeah, there's been plenty of times somebody has said something to me or you, and it's been like, well, dude, yeah, I'm kind of like, no, dude, screw you. I don't want to hear that. And then you think about it, and you're like, hell, maybe I do need to think about that. Maybe I do need to change my my, my viewpoint or how I'm saying something or, or a million different things you guys can critique. Um, But it, just being like, dude, you're an a-hole. Okay, bro. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So I saw this, and I'm hoping it's fake. Okay? Um, Because... This would mean we have serious problems brewing in the Browns locker room. Now, I know what you're thinking. They're 0-5. Bro, there's serious problems already. Pretty bad. But apparently, Deshaun Kaiser, former former Browns quarterback, because don't worry, Hogan's the new Brady and he's going to win. He's a winner. Uh, A guy wrote on Twitter that the Browns have always... Have and always will be the worst organization in the league. They have no concept of building. Hold your head up, and the guy tags Deshaun Kaiser. And he liked it on Twitter. Now, I know people who want to be Kaiser fans are going to say, well, I mean, the guy said to keep his head up. He's just trying to like the tweet, show his fans that, hey, man, I'm paying attention to what you guys say to me. I like you. Thanks for being cool. I like it. The problem is I can't be surprised if, if somebody tweets at me and says, iHeart Media, iHeart Radio is the worst radio company in the world, and I like it. 
fake. Fake news. That is fake news. Fake news. Fake Best news. media company in the world. iHeartRadio app. Download it. iHeartRadio is the only radio company the in the world. The only one, dude. Screw the other one. Follow, follow the light. Just keep coming towards my voice. iHeartMedia is the best. But if I like that tweet, I'm going, to ha- I'm going to have issues with my boss. As a matter of fact, it wasn't that long ago a guy said to me, tweeted at me in the morning, and I was in a bad mood that show I remember. And the guy tweeted at me and was like, dude, all you do is play three days grace or whatever the hell it was. And I liked it. And my boss, sure enough, in the hallway said to me, he's like, why would you do that? It's like, why would you give? It was like, quit throwing gas on fires. I don't need that. And I was like, you know what? Walking away from the situation, I was like, you know what? My boss is right on that. Like, at the end of the day, I, dude, people are going to think what they think. I don't necessarily need to be the ringleader of like the anti-Rock 106 movement. Now, I understand why um, you wouldn't necessarily want the, uh, well, I guess, former quarterback of the Cleveland Browns to like that tweet. Well, or, former or and future. Well, okay. Okay. But I, I, I guess what it boils down to for me is like, yeah, the tweet, you don't like that because it sends the message out to the general public. But that doesn't change the fact that Deshaun Kaiser feels that way. And I guess maybe at this point, you're moving on from the Desha- from the Deshaun Kaiser experiment. Maybe you've, you've made enough room in your head where it's like, dude, this isn't going to work with this kid. Sorry. Um, but... I, I, I said it. I said it once he got benched in that second half. Is like there is no way this dude's confidence isn't shook. There is no way he has any faith left in the organization. And if he feels that way, how many other dudes in that locker room feel that way? I would say sitting at zero and five, a lot of dudes in the I locker would room say, feel that way. I would say probably every guy traded here, right? Like if you're Jamie Collins, how are you not like cheese? Traded, drafted, whether they were the ones who were going to cut you a check for free agency or not, dude, you're sitting there. Once upon a time, well, you're one of the most elite athletes on the planet. You are. And once upon a time, you were a winner. Whether you were in college, high school, or whatever, you being the best player out on that field made your team a winner. Now everyone's good. Now everyone's the best player out on the field. And now all of a sudden, dude, you are a perpetual loser. Every other one of your peers, every single other one of your peers, and that goes from the New England Patriots to the Buffalo Bills, dude, every single one of your peers is looking at you laughing, saying like, pfft. Glad I'm not in your situation, bro. Glad I'm not. Uh, uh, glad I'm not sitting where you are right now. And there's just, I'm sorry, but there's just no way that you're going to be able to turn around an organization with a reputation and a belief system like that, dude. It's just not going to happen. So I have, I have been on this since I did afternoons at the other radio station, and people always get so angry when I suggest it. But I think you blow it up, and I mean all the way. I think you blow it all the way up and you start from scratch. I want a new team name. I want a new team logo. I want new team colors. I want new players. I want new coaches. I want new ownership. I think you blow it all the way up. And the, you bury... You have Mike Polk host it in the middle of First Energy Stadium. Everybody brings the... Burn your orange with Mike Polk in the center of the factory of sadness. Like, you know what I mean? And you do that whole thing and then you... Re- out from you know like a phoenix you <laughs> rise out of the ashes so tony rizzo stands up in the middle of first here comes dude seriously here's what happens Come you on. you look into the flames oh. and all you see is clipboard jesus oh, all just posted out there come i'm telling on. you i think there's something to it i think dude i don't believe in sports curses i don't but this is the closest thing i've seen to one i mean it's pretty bad and when you got players on your roster lighting tweets, calling the organization the worst one in the league, 
That's a bad look, dude. That's a bad, bad look. Especially an offensive player, a, a quarterback when your coach is like, around the league considered to be a quarterback whisperer, even though those quarterbacks are Andy Dalton and Joe Flacco, two guys that if you found out the Browns signed tomorrow, you would be like, oh, all right. I've been a Hugh guy, but it might be time for me to admit that I've been wrong on Hugh. Mike turns out Mike's right. Apparently I'm wrong. You don't need my opinion on anything. There you go, Mike. House of Horrors tickets up for grabs next to end the program. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9 online for you, WRQK.com. That's where today's podcast will be shortly after 10 a.m. We have a pair of House of Horrors tickets. We're going to pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. I was just hit up about this on Twitter, and I wanted to address it actually yesterday. We just didn't get to it. But J.R. Smith has come out and said he's absolutely frustrated losing his starting spot. And I think people are reading too much into this. I think you got to remember that players have to say certain things because if it sounds like he doesn't care whether or not he is starting or not, then then Twitter murders him for, well, if you're not all in, then I don't want you on my team. Like There are certain things guys got to want to say, and I want J.R. Smith to be frustrated. I want him to want to start. I want him to believe that he has the goods to start. I, I, I don't. The, the, not everything is a controversy. Not everything that's written down is a controversy. But again, you don't hear JR, you read JR, and you're bringing how you feel about it before into it way too early. You're reading one, one, three, three words. I am frustrated out of an entire, like, you know, article p- paragraph that he said. Um, also worth noting, the dude also said, like, I understand that, you know, I have a role on this team and a part of being on a championship team is willing to make individual sacrifices, which is for the better, something an athlete has to say for yeah. the better of the team, which is exactly what I want you to say. I want, yeah. I, that, that is exactly what I want you to say is that you are willing to give up individual numbers. You're willing to give up individual glory. You're willing to give up playing time to make the team better for the greater good of all of us, man. That's that's exactly what I what want. What you have there is clickbait proof that clickbait works essentially is because what what's Yahoo and Big Lead and all these other places did is they took that phrase from that paragraph made it the Twitter headline and now everybody's off to the races clickbait even though everybody knocks it totally works it absolutely works clickbait is exactly why the articles that are popular and viral are popular and viral because honestly Producers of content, and my hand is raised right now, have kind of figured out that people don't care about the meat. Yeah. They don't have time for it, or they don't, or they're not willing to put the time in. Just give it. me the dessert, right? I screw the steak. Just give me the cheesecake, and that's what—that's who we've become. I absolutely want Jr. to be frustrated. I want him sitting there thinking, you know what? I'm probably good enough to start. Dwayne Wade's obviously a Hall of Famer or whatever, but you know what? I got skill. I can play, and I want him fired up and ready to play when we ask him to come off the bench. And I, I also think it's worth noting: number one, we all put this—it's this high school perspective of ours. When I played seventh grade basketball, when I was on the when I was on the JV team, blah 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 blah. Um, Starting, yes, don't get me wrong, it's important, but it's not nearly as important as it was to you when you were wearing your, your letter. It's not about jacket. a varsity jacket. Right, right, right. right. So you, you got to remember, too, there's 82 practices before the NBA playoffs come to be, and there's going to be switches in that lineup. There's no question Rotations about it. Rotations and who matchups and who you play. Not only that, but it's not like when you leave the game, Dwayne Wade flies first class and right. J.R. Smithson coach. Right. It's like, guys, they're on even playing field. And, I mean, you, you really start thinking about it, and now the Cavaliers t- roster will be different. 
different, you know, come January than it is today. But you start putting together that lineup of who the second unit's going to be and that J.R. Smith is out there, that Derrick Rose will be out there, that Tristan Thompson will be out there. Like, we're talking about a legit starting five in off, our, the off the bench. Off yeah. the bench. With I mean, like, and that is... Is this the deepest team LeBron James has ever had? I think so. I mean, honestly, I can't say... I can't... Well, yeah, because, I mean, you look back at those Miami teams... I even, don't remember the Miami teams well enough. Even if you look back at the at the 2016 championship run that they made, I, I, I don't know how this isn't the deepest team. It feels like this could be the deepest team he's ever had. And, uh, you know, I, that'll be a part of the narrative throughout the years. Oh, like, if he loses? Well, how many guys do you need, LeBron? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I think he might have set up some up for some PR failure here. Now, I think LeBron's done enough in his career. I'm just one of those guys. Um, but I, if he loses the title this year, the haters are going to be like, geez, deepest team he's ever had still can't do it. They're going to do it no matter what. They're going to do it no matter what. That does, that's true. At this point, it's like, dude, I, I'm I guess damned if true. I do. I'm damned if I don't. All I can do is put the best put the best effort forth that I can. Um, and honestly, I feel pretty confident about the Cavs. Things are going to change up a lot. Things are going to move around. I have another question okay? Here, because the national media tried to make something a very huge deal the other day. And I think, if I'm being honest, and I saw this out of another NBA franchise that wasn't my team, I go, ooh, I don't know, is that good? But when I heard about it with the Cavs, I was like, well, I mean, all right, maybe who cares? Ultimately, it's going to be fine, which is Kevin Love was being interviewed the other day and he alluded to and said, basically, LeBron looked at him and said, well, you know you're starting at the five, right? And so people were taking issue here, like, why is LeBron telling Kevin Love where he's going to start versus Ty Lue? And are we finding out that, you know, LeBron secretly really does coach the team, which I am, again, I'm one of those people. I, I believe Ty Lue is a total puppet. And I... Um, You've gone to three consecutive championship series. Who cares who the coach of the team is? I genuinely don't. Well, LeBron's pulling all the strings. Well, he's taking us to the now, championship series. Christine Leahy, who is, uh, admittingly, she's a LeBron hater. She is. She's a LeBron hater. Hater, but she was trying to make the claim that if you look at the video, that Kevin Love looks displeased. But I didn't see it. My God, I didn't see. It. So you don't have the an issue with the language. fact that LeBron's telling people what their assignments are, and like this isn't like a because in football this would be a problem. The news of Kevin Love starting at the center position has been out for weeks. I don't know if he was saying that. I mean, well, they asked him how did he find out, and they he said, "Well, we were running drills, and I asked about a defensive play, and LeBron looked at me and said, well, you're starting at the five. I mean, do I mean, I, I watched the interview and I did. It was like I said, if this, if it was the Knicks or somebody else, I'd be like, well, wait a minute, like that shouldn't happen. But when it was my Cavs, I was like, well, dude, we got LeBron, we got Kevin Love, we I, got all this stuff. We're probably going to be fine. Who I, cares? I guess, I guess, I guess, what's the real complaint here is that LeBron has too much power. I, that, that's people's big bitch. If that's if that's if that's your complaint, then yeah, maybe 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 a LeBron led team isn't for you. Maybe the Cavaliers are not your team. But I, I feel like that's a pretty minuscule argument of like, well, that's why I can't support. Them. That's why. That's why they're gonna suck. Okay, I, I guess. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad you said something in the middle of all this. You said people don't want the steak; they want the cheesecake. And I just want to give you a minute. I know we're up against it, but I just want to give you a minute to do the cheesecake review. I know last night you had a little bit there. I did. <laughs> I, I had the turtle cheesecake, and it was delicious. Actually, you know that that listener sent another listener email, and he yeah. said, "I'm sorry, I didn't." Mike says, "I didn't know those went straight to your boss." Oh. I listen every day to the show, all morning, every morning, and usually I enjoy it, obviously. But today you were raising your voice, sounding like you were all knowing. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep last night, Mike. I'll be honest with you, I did, did not, not get enough sleep last night. That's absolutely true. And he says here, and I like this. I like this. He says maybe I didn't either. Either way, it hit me in a bad way today. No worries. You know what I mean. 
Thanks, Thank Mike. you. That is at least temperament, and I like that. And actually, another guy, Marshall, said, don't tell people you like complaints. Tell me you like constructive criticism. And I was like, yeah, that's probably true. That is probably true. Mike, I appreciate you listening through the program. If I came off all-knowing, well, it's because I am. And I'll try not to raise my voice. Uh, no, I won't. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, yeah. I won't. Tomorrow, no. 6 a.m. Okay, no. we'll remember. No, I won't. I'm yelling all day, every day, er day. It's just what your boy does. Aside from that, oh, you know what? Let's pass out these House of Horror tickets. We do have those. We'll take all our 10 on those. 1-800-243-7625 on the House of Horror tickets. Aside from that, done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock.